Hi, everyone. So welcome to the live stream today. Very much excited for having you in the new week as we continue with our discussion towards the ICA April 2022 examination. And uh, today is a special session because I want to have a special Q&A session with you today and provide you also with some strategies on how you can study as fast as possible in order to increase your chances of passing the examination and most importantly, becoming successful. So we want to go straight up into the discussion today. Remember, it's a Q&A session, so comment below with any questions that you have for me. want to hear from you. Any questions you have, put it in the chat, put it in the comment session. Uh, this is the sixth week, that is week six, week six, sorry, in our discussion towards the ICA April 2022 examination. I want to share some thought with you on how you can study as quick as possible, as fast as possible, in order for you to increase your chances of passing the examination. Remember, you can get access to our audio lectures and other podcast uh, content on our uh, podcast platforms. Wherever you get your podcast from, just search for Insurer Premium and you'll be able to get access to the podcast. Remember also that you can download our mobile application because we have lecture videos, ebooks, and a lot of other contents that will help you in order for you to pass the examination and most importantly, become successful. So welcome to the live stream today. Give me a thumbs up on the video when you join and uh, comment with any questions you have in the chat box, in the comment session as we continue with our discussion for the examination, as we continue with our discussion for the examination. So let's see, let me bring uh, this feed up real quick. And let's see what we got here. Okay. So one of the things that uh, many of you are going to be dealing with or will be dealing with is uh, preparation for the examination. And very importantly, is the issue about anxiety and fear. So the question we want to ask this afternoon is how do you deal with anxiety? How do you deal with fear? How do you study to pass the exams with flying colors? Most importantly, how do you study to distinguish yourself and also remember everything that you study? as you go into the exam hall. And that is exactly what we want to share with you today as we go into the discussion in that particular case. As we go into the discussion uh, in that case. Um, I see some of you guys joining us on uh, LinkedIn as well. Let me know if the feed on LinkedIn is okay for those of you joining us on LinkedIn. Okay, so let's get into our discussion real quick. So how do you study? Richmond, Nana, Efriye, Baden, I see you. Thanks for the thumbs up uh, on the video. It helps us a lot to reach many, many students on the platforms that we are on. Okay, so you're going to be studying, you're going to be preparing for the exams. The question is, how do you structure your studies in such a way that you can optimize yourself and really understand what you're studying to pass the examination? So I want to provide you with some strategies, some blueprints that we have uh, about six more weeks to go for the exams, what you can do in the next six weeks in order for you to pass the examination. Now, a number of the things that I will be 
sharing with you will be some of the things that I've already spoken about before on the live stream or share my thought with you. But then I'm going to be really making it or crystallizing it a little bit broader so you understand exactly what is going on. So let me share my screen with you and then let's uh, begin the discussion as I have a number of things that I want to share with you on the stream today. Sorry, that's not it. So we have about six more weeks to go in our discussion for the April 2022 examination. So six more weeks to go. To go. The question I want to ask is, um, how far has the journey been for you? Uh, what are the things that you have covered so far? Now, with six more weeks to go, a number of things are very critical. By now, if, for instance, you're writing, say, financial reporting, by now it is expected that probably you've done ethics, you're strong in ethics. By now you've done ratios, interpretation of ratios. Certainly you've done conceptual framework and regulatory framework. Probably. Uh, now, I'm coming from my uh, perspective as... Uh, what we have covered so far in our class or in our Zoom, uh, in our live Zoom sessions, in that case, to provide you with some perspective in that particular case. Then we have started with a consolidated financial statement. And we're going to be continuing with that this week as we continue with our discussion. So with six weeks into it, financial reporting, these are a number of things that probably you should be strong in or you should do by now. Ethics is between 5 to 10 marks. Ratios is 20 marks coming in, depending on how excited the examiner is generally. Then the conceptual framework, regulatory framework, about 5 marks. Consolidated financial statements, about 25 marks coming in in the exam hall. So you realize that six weeks down, you've done in between 50% of the syllables, or you are into 50% of the syllabus as you continue with the discussion in that particular case. So for those of you doing FR, six weeks so far, these are some of the things that you are expected to have covered as we prepare ourselves to uh, continue with the, or you prepare ourselves for the examination. Let me know, if you're writing financial reporting, what are some of the things you've covered so far? What are some of the critical areas that you have challenges with? Let me know what topics would you want us to cover on the channel also. For those of you watching us on the live stream and also for those of you listening to the playback, let me know what topics would you want us to uh, share on the live stream we want to. Uh, let me know. Give me some ideas here so that it can really, really assist us to find out how we can structure out some of these live streams so we can help you much better. Let me know what topics would you want us to cover on the live stream? What questions do you have for me? Let me see if I can answer them there. If you're doing management accounting, ultimately it is expected that by now you have done various issues in relation to, um, how do we call it? Um, marginal costing, absorption costing, and then activity-based costing, certainly you've done that. Certainly you've done accounting for overheads. You've done that by now. Certainly you've started with some short-term decisions. Okay, by now, because these are some of the things that we've done by now. Uh, issues like make or buy. Issues like uh, relevant cost analysis. Issues like shutdown decision. 
then issues like uh, limiting factor analysis, issues like throughputs accounting ratio in that case. So again, if you are management accounting by now, these are a number of things that you are expected to have covered so far uh, in, in your discussion. Now, I'm, like I said, I'm saying this from the perspective of our class, what we have covered so far in the six weeks that we are on. And we are currently on limiting factor analysis, and we're going to be concluding with that this week on the uh, on Wednesday in management accounting. So if you are doing management accounting so far with six weeks gone, these are a number of things that you are, all other things being equal, expected to have covered in that particular case. You are expected to have covered in that case. So FR, these are some of the things you're expected to have covered. MA, these are some of the things you're expected to have covered. Then for instance, let's say you're doing public sector accounting and finance. For public sector accounting and finance, we have covered issues about conceptual framework for general purpose financial statements. We've covered issues about public-private partnership arrangement. We have dealt with issues in relation to revenue management and expenditure control. We've dealt with issues about the regulatory framework and the roles of all key public or various key public offices in that particular case. Then we've started with financial statement preparation just yesterday. So thematically, as you are going into the public sector exam, there's a 10 mark question on this guy. There's a 10 mark question on this guy. Now this guy is actually a potentially 25 mark question because you will need the knowledge from revenue management and expenditure control for ratio analysis. You will need the knowledge there for uh, preparation of the financial statement. So potentially, the, and then you, the examiner can also ask you dedicated question on revenue management and expenditure control. The roles of key public officers between five to 10 marks, the examiner may share some light on that. Then definitely the financial statement preparation that's around 20 marks uh, coming in in that case. So technically also, when it comes to the public sector, we've shared our thoughts on 10, on 10 here, 20, 20 here, making 40. So around 55-ish uh, percentage also in public sector accounting and finance for the critical things that has to be covered. So that is also about public sector accounting and finance for that particular case. Then for those of you doing things like, let's say strategic case study, Strategic case study, we've covered all the key models so far. We are left with uh, issues about the um, directional policy metrics. So if you look at the environmental analysis, the macro environmental analysis, the pistol framework, we've done that. Uh, we've done the international environmental analysis, the Portes Diamond. We've done the competitive analysis, uh, the <clears throat> Portes Five Forces. We spent some time to look at the concept of globalization, the EPRG framework. We've done that uh, already. We spent some time to look at SWOT analysis. We've looked at the issue in relation to the BCG growth metrics. We've looked at the issue about the unsolved metrics. We've looked at the issue about the Portes generic. So all the key modules that you need to understand in strategic case study to pass the strategic case study exams, we fairly covered. Uh, them and uh, this week, this weekend will be section six and we will be uh, continuing with it. Now, in addition to all these, we've practiced one case study question on two of the key modules that we need to understand. So again, if you are doing strategic case study, as of now, 
you need to be able to understand your key models because these are going to be setting the tone for you to pass the examination. Then when it comes to issues like advanced taxation, for those of you doing advanced taxation, by now you should be able to cover the introduction to taxation definitely. You should be able to cover corporate tax liabilities. Okay, so corporate tax liabilities there. It's a very critical area that we need to be able to cover. Then uh, issues about tax planning. That is what we are currently on. Probably today we are going to finish with that in class in week six. And this whole area that we've covered, it's about 70, 80% of the syllabus because the main key thing left will be mining and oil exploration. So uh, the way I taught these topics together, especially corporate tax liabilities, is to expand on issues such as taxation of free zone enterprises, taxation, various tax planning measures that entities are supposed to have, changes in ownership, transfer in assets and all that. So all that have been covered in that particular case over the last six weeks. And we have also spent time to do a number of assignments and they have performance evaluation tests coming on, I think, <clears throat> next week in the discussion. So what am I trying to say? This is just a guinea pig of what we are expected to have done on the average in the last six uh, weeks in the discussion. So the question is, how far have you gone in the last six weeks if you are doing whatever subject it is that you are doing in the last six weeks? How far have you gone? What have you learned? What have you studied? What are the things that you need to look out for? What are the things that you need to focus on? Now, a number of you, number of you may not have covered so far or as much as you're supposed to cover so far because of one thing and one thing only, and that's going to be time constraints. Because some of you, as of now, probably you've not really started studying even though we are six weeks into the exams, uh, six weeks into the studies, you've not started studying. And so some of you may be thinking about, oh, Shira, I want to write the paper probably in November, sorry, in, in August or probably in December because my work doesn't allow me time, my wife doesn't allow me time, my husband doesn't allow me time, and all other stuff do not allow me time uh, in that case. But the question that you need to ask yourself is, do you want to uh, write the exams and pass the exams this year or you want to just do something else and screw yourself up later on in that particular case? So time is a constraint. So if time is going to be your enemy, the question we then ask ourselves is, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Now, a number of things I want you to pay attention to that I want to share with you today on how you can deal with that anxiety of you not being able to pass the examination or not being able to go into the exam. So a number of issues that I want to deal with you or discuss with you today to provide you with some blueprints so you can be in a better position to most importantly pass the examination. Is that okay? That is what I want to share with you today. So we have limited time. So now six weeks to go. So the six weeks that we have left, what are the things that you need to do? Number one, I will share with you is, you need to be decisive at this point. So number one, you need to decide, hey, do you want to write the exams in April or you don't want to write the exams? Let's be real. Let's be real. Do you want to write the exams or you don't want to write the exams? So you need to decide in the next six weeks, if I, can, if I can work in the next six weeks, which is important because, I mean, if somebody is serious, I could 
I could even take somebody who is serious for just a week or have a three-day session with a person and the person can go into the exam or and pass the exams. But it's all about seriousness. It's all about seriousness. It's all about dedication. So the first thing you must understand is you got to decide. Do you want to write the exams or not? That's the first decision that we need to begin with. Do you want to write the exams or not? That is the question you need to answer. Because if you don't make the decision and you are just like, okay, I'm trying to see. Okay, let's wait. Okay, when the time is near, we will decide. No, no, no. If you are going to wait till then, probably you're going to screw yourself up. Probably you're going to screw yourself up. Probably you're going to screw yourself up. So, the first thing I want you to understand is if you want to deal with your anxiety, if you want to deal with your freak out, let's, let's, let's decide. If you don't want to write the exams in April, okay, if you don't want to write the exams in April and you want to go into August, I don't know, my pencil is messing me up already, and you want to go into August, then let's write you off for April and let's go to August. But if you have a desire of writing the exams, then that is the thing that you must understand. So the first thing is you must decide. Decide today whether you want to write the exams in April or you don't want to write the exams. That is the first thing I want you to understand. But you see, deciding to write the exams is one thing. The next thing is you must decide whether you want to pass the exams or be part of the bunch. Do you want to pass the exams or just sit for it? That's the second question I want to ask you today. Why am I asking you this? Because if you read a chief examiner's report, subjects like management accounting, subjects like financial reporting, subjects like public sector accounting and finance, and it cuts across, the pass mark is around 32% on the average. 32%. Now, what does that mean? It means that you put 10 people in a room, put 10 people in a room, on the average, three of them pass. Okay, so three people pass, seven people fail the exams. And this is where I hear a lot of people saying that, oh, Inshira, the ICA exams is difficult. The ICA exam is, is difficult. No matter what you do, you're going to fail. No matter what you do, you're going to fail. No, the exams is not difficult. The exams is not difficult because the subject or the topic or the, the thing that you are saying is difficult, someone passed it. But that is the average pass mark, that if you take 10 people, Three will pass, seven are going to fail the exams. That is the average pass mark. So you need to decide. Do you want to be part of the 3% that will, or 32% that will pass the exams? Or you want to be part of the 70% that will going to be sit for the exams and waste their money, waste their time, and buy emotional pressure for themselves? Which side will you be on? So it is not enough to say, I'm going to sit for the paper. But the next question is, do you want to pass? Because your answer to the second question determines what you're going to do next. 
Because some of you, you, you have an idea, you, you have a goal that, oh, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I will sit for this exam and God, inshallah, God will let me pass the exam. Listen to me. Like I say always, don't try to sabotage the grace of God. The grace of God is available for everybody, even to the sinners. Because it rains on everybody, the sun shines on everybody, the grace is available for everybody. It is the people who take advantage of the grace and use the grace and work hard on themselves. Those are the people that the grace shines for or shines for. So the question I want to ask you is, you need to decide. One way to deal with the anxiety is you must decide, do I want to pass the exams? Do I want to pass the exams? And let me say this of the uh, of the record on the show today. Please stop saying the IC exams is difficult, because many of the people that say the IC exams is difficult have never even sought for the IC exams, because they had one miserable person like that who did not study for the exams, went to the exam hall and failed the exams. Then the person comes and say IC is difficult. No. Every year, people chatter. Every time, people pass the exams. So why is it that some people pass and some people don't, don't pass? Why? The, the difference is studying. The difference is being decisive. The difference is deciding that I will not just go spend money. I will not just sit for the exams, but I want to sit for the exams and pass the exams. So let me tell you this off the bat. 32 percent that is the average pass mark for the ICA that's it if you put 10 people down three will pass seven will fail the exams my question to you is this you want to pass or you want to fail you want to pass or you want to fail because there are some of you you're going to announce that hey i wrote the exam i wrote the exam results will come then it will be some way Last week, we did a performance evaluation test for our class, um, <clears throat> Public Sector Accounting and Finance. And it was interesting because many students were digressing. And they were, they were digressing, but writing like elegantly. I don't know if I can say that, though. But they were writing very well. Now, in their mind, they were writing the answer to the question. In their mind, they knew they've answered the question. But after I marked it, they were nowhere to be found. Because whilst the, the question, a question, for instance, was on, say, basis of accounting, whilst the exam was on, say, basis of accounting, people were writing about the accounting concepts. So instead of you writing on issues such as uh, 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 fair value, net realizable value, historical cost, and all those things. They were rather writing on accrual basis, cash basis. These were the things they were writing on. So you must decide, do I want to pass the exams or I just want to sit for the exams? The onus lies on you. You are responsible for it. Nobody can decide for you. That is the second thing. So first question. Do you want to write the exams in April or you want to put it in August? If you want to put it in August, let's deal with you in August. But if you want to sit for the April, then the next question is, do you want to sit and pass the exams or you just want to be part of the people who sit for the exams so you can take some leave and waste some money 
and waste some time and buy yourself some emotional pressure. Which one do you want? That's the second thing I want you to understand. That's the second thing I want you to understand. The number three, if you want to go in there, deal with anxiety, is definitely some level of commitment and discipline. Some level of commitment and discipline. I cannot overemphasize the importance of this one. Because I've heard people who are like, Inshira, I'm going into the exam hall and I want to pass the exams. But their attitude is totally opposite to their goals. If you want to pass the exams, then you have to be committed. You have to discipline yourself to study. The reason why you feel unprepared, the reason why you feel anxious, the reason why you feel you're going to fail the exams is because you have not studied enough. You have not prepared yourself enough. You've not covered enough. And you feel, when am I going to do this? But if you want to go into the exam hall and pass the exams, the only way you can deal with the anxiety, go to the exam hall, write the exams, and pass with flying colors, is to ensure that you are committed and you discipline yourself. Now, what does that mean to discipline yourself? A number of things. It means you need to prepare a steady plan. I've said this over and over again. A steady plan is not a timetable. A timetable is where you have, oh, on Tuesday I have commerce. On, on Wednesday I have uh, uh, business management. On Thursday I have corporate reporting. That, that, that is a timetable. A steady plan is where you break the subject into topics. So that every meeting time that you have by yourself, you know the topic that you are covering in that particular session. So every time that you are with yourself, you know the topic that you are covering in that session. That is the issue there. So in order for you to be committed, in order for you to be disciplined, you need to have a steady plan. And now, it's not enough for you to prepare a study plan, but you have to also commit yourself to make the time available to do it. So you got to make some sacrifices. Listen, ICAG is not for everybody. I was discussing this with some people and with somebody, and I'm like, ICA is not for everybody. Yeah, but then we don't have different examination paper for married couple. We don't have different examination paper for nursing mothers. We don't have different examination paper for uh, people with five children, people with three children. It is the same paper that everybody is going to be writing. So if you're going to be writing the same paper, then you have to put yourself in a spot where you need to give up something. Maybe it's about giving up your special or your, 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 whatever, spending time on social. Maybe he's giving up some sleep. Maybe he's giving up some telenovelas that you watch. Maybe giving up some time with the boys' boys, sometimes with the girls' girls. You need to sacrifice because you cannot pass these exams if you're not willing to give up something. You need to decide what you want to give up. But at, a, at most times, you have to give up something to make it successful so what am i trying to say in order for you to deal with anxiety in order for you to put yourself in the position to be able to pass the exams number one 
you must decide do i want to write the april 2022 examination or probably i want to go to august 2022 okay if i want to write the exams in april 2022 do i want to sit for the exams just sitting for the exams or do i want to sit for the exams and pass the exams what, what do i want what do i want to go in for you must decide that you must make that decision it is your own you have to make it then number three if you want to sit and pass the exams then you need to be committed they need to discipline yourself. Nobody can do this for you. You have to hold yourself accountable. Being committed, being disciplined, is mean, it means holding yourself accountable. So accountability. Maybe nobody is there to do it for you. Your husband may not be able to do it for you. Your wife may not be able to do it for you. Your mom may not be able to do it for you. Your dad may not be able to do it for you. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your fiancé, or whatever the heck may not be able to do it for you. You need to hold yourself accountable. You need to look yourself in the mirror and say, Ajua, I'm going to be responsible. Efia, I'm going to be responsible. Eric, I'm going to be responsible. Kwame, I'm going to be responsible. You need to hold yourself accountable because nobody is going to do this for you. There are many of you, your promotions are on the line. Your promotions are on the line. But you're not getting it because you are not a chartered accountant. There are many of you, uh, there are people you have been working for, whatever, seven, five to over five years, and a position is due, but you can't get it. Why? Somebody come, no, the person has become a chartered accountant, no, wrong, the person is promoted. And you are still doing the work and you do all the work and all the person does is to put his signature on it or the person to put her signature on it and it's done. But you are the person doing all the work. And you are always bitter of yourself that, eh, and I, I do the work, I do the work, nobody helped me, they, they don't promote me. No, you don't qualify for promotion. We don't promote just with experience. We need some brains, we need some heads, we need some qualifications. And that is why some of you are doing the ICA because you know when you finish, you can get that promotion, make more money, and live a better life for yourself. So if that is the case, why not hold yourself accountable? If that is the case, why not commit yourself? If that is the case, why not discipline yourself a little? You are responsible for this. You are responsible for this. So if you want to deal with anxiety, if you want to really put yourself in the position to pass the examination, like I said, number one, Decide whether you want to write these exams. Number two, decide whether you want to be part of the 30% of the people who will pass or you want to be part of the 70% of the people who will fail. Not only that, you must decide that I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to discipline myself. I will have a steady plan. I will sacrifice and I will hold myself accountable until I see myself becoming a chartered accountant. If you do these, then and only then, you can set yourself up to becoming successful. Any questions, please? I see some of you guys joining. Give us a thumbs up on the video when you join. It helps us a lot so we can reach a lot of students on the platform. So give us a thumbs up on the video. Most importantly, let me know what topics would you want me to cover on the live stream. Give me a topic in the comments in the chat. 
that you want me to cover in the live stream, then also put in the comment section, how do you study? What has been the journey for you so far in the past uh, six months? And uh, how, do you, how, how do you handle the pressure? Let me know in the chat box. Share your thought with me real quick as we uh, move on with our discussion. See some comments coming in. Let's see if we can pick them real quick. Peter Chanda said, hello, always wonderful to listen to you. Always a pleasure, Peter. Thanks for joining us. Um, Eric Ofori, sorry, Isaac Ofori said, share-based payments. Okay, so I, I think that's one of the topics you want us to cover on the channel, IFRS2, share-based payments. Okay. Then uh, Mo, Mamosa Mualua said, hello, everybody. Hi, Mualua. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us on the live stream. Uh, Wahid Amorfe said, good evening, Master. You are a blessing to me and I think to everybody, to everyone listening to you. I, I didn't discover you on time. This was painful to me. Don't worry. Uh, it's not always late. You can always uh, make it up. Now that uh, you're able to get access to our channel and get access to our content, just bury yourself in it, and I hope that you'll be able to uh, pass your exams definitely and uh, take your life to the next level. So wishing you all the best at Warfare as you join us, and thanks for joining us. Uh, Shichamba, so Molandualwa, Shichamba, I think I'll stay with Shichamba, that is simple. Forgive me if I don't mention your name right, okay? So Shichamba said, hello, say hi, Shichamba. Thanks for joining us. Give us a thumbs up on the video. And then if there are any questions, please put it in the chat. I want to uh, hear from you on the live stream as we continue with our discussion. Uh, Mamosa said, on promotion, you are so true, Inshira. We complain a lot. <laughs> that is true, right? Because, I mean, people say that a lot. Um, I've been in this company. I've worked for this company. Then somebody came from nowhere. Then the person has been promoted or someone comes, you, you are with a person. And the, the, the funny part is this. Let me tell you the funny part. The funny part is when your boss tells you to teach somebody something that you do and the person becomes your boss because the person has better qualification than you. Maybe the person is chatted, you're not chatted. So now you need to train the person. Then you're like, if I'm supposed to train him, that means I'm qualified on him, right? So why don't you give me the job? No, you don't have the qualification. That is it. You don't have the qualification. Because if you do, you wouldn't have to train somebody else to do the job. Do you get the idea? And, and that is one of the most painful aspects where somebody... You're going to train and the person becomes your boss and you the person is chopping better salary than you. Literally, the person having a lot of uh, terms, better working environment, better work services, maybe with a car, a house, da-da-da-da-da. And you are there. You get up early in the morning, get to the office, do all the work. And all the person does is to put his signature on it. So if you want to change that trajectory, you want to change that thing, you want to change how that thing happens to you, that is why you need to pass this exams. That is why you need to put yourself in a spot where you can really, really become successful and you can really, really pass the examination. So number one, decide. Do you want to write the paper? Number two, I want you to decide. Do you want to pass or be part of the people who are going to fail? Number three, you need to be committed and discipline yourself 
very, very important. The number four is that, you see, you, you don't learn everything. You cannot learn everything. You don't need to know everything to pass the exams. But you must cover the syllabus the way it is supposed to be covered. But you don't have to know everything. So the fourth thing I want you to do to deal with your anxiety and to be able to position yourself to pass the examination is to focus on the key areas of the syllabus. You've got to focus on the key areas of the syllabus. It's not everything that you're going to be studying that the examiner is going to be excited about. And so in focusing on the key areas, it means you need to understand the structure of the exams. You need to understand the structure of the exams. If you understand the structure of the exams, then you can know the areas that you're supposed to focus on. And some of these key areas of focus, I've already shared uh, some thought with you on this one, like say, if you're doing financial reporting or corporate reporting, ratios is something you cannot take for granted because the examiner is going to bring a question on ratio. Ethics is not something you can take for granted because the examiner will bring a question on ethics. Okay? Consolidated financial statement is not something you can take for granted because the examiner is going to bring a question on consolidated financial statement. So you need to be strong about all of the aspects, all of the key issues about consolidated financial statements. You need to be. So what, what are the key areas? Like public sector accounting and finance. It's a lot. It's a lot. There are a lot of things there. But there are key areas in public sector that you have to focus on to increase the chances of passing the examination. If you focus on these key areas, you can hands down go into the exam hall and pass the exams. For instance, if we're talking about public sector accounting and finance, we know that definitely the examiner will bring something on PFA because it has become the examiner's norm. 10 more questions waiting for you on PFA. And PFA can also be used in the ratio analysis aspect of the exams. We know there will be questions on financial statement preparation. When it comes to financial statement preparation, it could be for the central government on the consolidated fund. It could be for the local government, metropolitan, municipal, and district assembly. Or it could be for other covered entities. Whatever it is, there will be 20 more questions on uh, preparation of financial statement. You as a student must make sure you focus on these. Know how financial statements are prepared for all these because it's a done deal, 20 marks waiting for you in the exam hall. We know that there will be a question on interpretation of financial statements in public sector. Interpretation of financial statement. We know it's going to be there. But when it comes to interpretation of financial statement also, there are three things there. We have what we call the common size analysis that examiner can bring on. We have what we call the budget variance analysis that examiner can also bring on in that particular case. Then most importantly, we have what we call the ratio analysis. So these are the three categories about interpretation of financial statements. You must know them. One of them will be in the exam hall. So if you're doing public sector accounting and finance, like there are key issues like public-private partnership arrangement, PPP. There's a 10-mark question waiting for you in the exam hall. So whether I like it or not, the examiner is going to be bringing a question on that. Then there's another 10-mark question waiting for you on the introduction to public sector accounting and finance. So that is conceptual framework of general purpose financial statements. Okay? Conceptual framework for general purpose financial statements. Now, and, 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 and it goes that way. 
So for, for whatever subject you're writing, there are key areas. Now, PIFA is 10 marks. Financial statement preparation, 20 marks. Ratios is 20. Sometimes it could be 15. PPP is 10. Then the introduction to public sector accounting and finance aspect is a 10-mark question waiting for you. How many marks do we have? We have 50, and that is 70 marks. 70. And this is a done deal area that will be in the exam hall. So before you get into the bulky topics like budgeting in the public sector and uh, public procurement and some other issues, before you get there, 70 marks, 70%. So you don't necessarily have to cover everything. Yeah, it, it, it will be advantageous for you to cover everything in the syllabus but the truth of the matter is that you cannot cover everything in the syllabus so the question we then have to ask ourselves is how do we optimize our chances of passing the examination you optimize your chances of passing the examination by focusing on the key areas that can position you to pass now like i said that doesn't mean you just focus on pifa ratios financial preparation ppp and say hey okay that means i'll have 70 percent and even if i make some mistake Ah, I will definitely get my 50 marks and go away. No, I'm not asking you to just focus on these things and that is all. What I'm trying to tell you is that to reduce your fear, to reduce your anxiety, there are certain topics that I call them the Dukadaya topic. It means whether I like it or not, they are not also bulky. Okay, something like PPP like this. In my book, how we covered public-private partnership arrangement like this in my book, in my public sector book, I mean, you could sit down and read that thing in just one sitting. I guarantee you that. You can sit and read that in one sitting. Public-private partnership arrangement. Here is it. You can sit down and read that thing in, in, in just one sitting. Like I can just speed read, just speed uh, scrolling up. And there are key issues that you have to look out for. And, and, and that's all. Not that much. Not that much. Then it comes to the financial reporting in public sector. So in my book in public sector account and finance like this, like PPP, it, it's not something that is a lot. The introduction like this, conceptual framework for general purpose financial statements, that is also not a lot. You could, you could read that extensively in one sitting where you're looking at issues about the conceptual framework, measurement basis, objectives of financial statement, qualitative characteristics of financial statement, users of financial statement, elements in the financial statement, and all that, basis of accounting and all that. These are all issues about that. So you, you, can, you can read these topic easily, topics easily and go away. And go away. Let's say you're doing principles of taxation. Okay? Let's say you're doing principles of taxation. There are certain topics and principles of taxation you need to focus on so that you don't freak out. Number one, there is going to be a question on income tax liabilities of individuals and partnership. That is a topic that is a done deal. The examiner is going to uh, bring it in in the exam hall. So you want to make sure you understand all the rules there. And uh, for those of you who know, in my, public, in my uh, taxation book, we covered some of these things extensively, and we, we even have what we call our principles documents in our tax book. This, this is a principle document that comes along 
with our textbook and we explain all the key principles that you need to understand when it comes to dealing with taxation. And we explain all the various issues, all the various itineraries that the examiner is going to be throwing at you. We explain all of these things. So I know that there's a 20 mark question waiting for me there. Then we come to corporate tax liabilities. We know there's going to be a question on corporate tax liabilities. Then along with that is capital allowance. Either the examiner will bring a question dedicated on capital allowance or the knowledge of capital allowance will help you in partnership or will help you in so, uh, individuals or will help you in corporate tax liabilities. So that is a topic you need to focus on. Definitely there is going to be a question on VAT, value-added tax. There is going to be a question on VAT. VAT and his brother withholding tax administration, there will be a question on that. Then issues about pension. That, that topic in pension, it, you can actually sleep and read it. You can sleep and wake up and read it over breakfast. As per the way it, it's covered in my taxation book, for instance, in my taxation book, pensions. We covered that somewhere. The three-tier Ghana pension scheme. There it is. I mean, you, you, you look at the act, you look at the breakdown, how the thing works. And that's all. Something very small. But it's a done deal area. The examiner is excited about it that he will search a question on. So, so what, what am I trying to say? All I'm trying to tell you is this. That you don't necessarily, yes, have to do everything. But to reduce your anxieties, there are some key topics that you need to focus on. That is what I'm trying to tell you. If you're doing strategic case study, I've had students that are like, eh, strategic case study, eh, if the models are plenty, the books are plenty. Please, stop your laziness and be serious here. If you're doing strategic case study, you must make sure you understand the key modules. There are key modules that you need to understand. Like I introduced to you earlier, we have done almost all, we are done with almost all the key modules. Now, it's not just about chewing baba for the key modules. And for that, for our students like this, they have access to a document on strategic case study that explains all the key models in much detail. This is the document. It's a 48-page 48 uh, page document that explains all the key models in, in a manner that you have to understand it so that you can fish it out in the case study if you have it available. So it's a document that our strategic case study students get as part of the course, and we explain all the key modules, the way they have to uh, fish it out in the case study, and we practice a lot of the things. So you must understand that you understand the key modules. You know the key modules very well as a strategic case study student. It's not a lot. Yeah, the modules are plenty, but you have to understand them. Then ethics, something about ethics is going to be in the exam hall. You must know about that. Something about corporate governance is going to be in the exam hall. You must know about that. Then certainly there is going to be some financial perspective that you must understand. It could be ratios, it could be budget preparation, or it could even be the preparation of consolidated financial statements. Whatever be the case, these things are going to be there. And whether I like it or not, the case study exams, there will be a question in the exam hall that you may not have seen before. But in order to increase the chances of passing the examination, you must focus on these issues where Know the modules, no ethics, no corporate governance. Then the financial perspective. Something about budgeting could be asked by the examiner. Something about ratio analysis could be asked by the examiner. Something about preparation of financial statements could be asked by the examiner. Whatever it is, the examiner can throw that at you. Your responsibility is knowing how these things are treated, are supposed to be treated, 
in the financial statement. So what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say in the fourth point? All I'm saying here is this, to reduce your anxiety to a minimal level so that you put yourself in a better position to pass the examination, you need to identify the structure, know the structure of the exams and focus on the key areas that you need in order for you to increase the chances of passing the examination. That is very, very important, and I cannot overemphasize the importance of that. I cannot overemphasize the importance of that. So that is the fourth thing I want you to understand. That's the fourth thing. So decide, do you want to write the exams? Decide, do you want to pass the exams? You have to be committed and discipline yourself. And most importantly, most importantly, you have to focus on key areas in order to increase your chances of passing the examination. You don't necessarily have to know cover to cover, but there are certain topics that you, when you focus on, I can guarantee you, you will pass the examination. You will be in a better position to pass the examination. I can guarantee you, I know that. From experience, I've done this for eight years and still counting. I've been teaching the ICA, ACCA for eight years and still counting. I read the chief examiner's report every time. We know the things that the chief examiner complains about. We understand the structure of the exams. That is why I'm sharing some of these things with you. When you understand these things, you will be in a better position to pass the examination. Ultimately, ultimately. I see some questions coming in, some comments coming in. Uh, give us a thumbs up on the video when you join. Uh, it helps us a lot to reach a lot of students on the live stream or a lot of uh, people on the live stream as we uh, try to as we try to uh, assist you to pass the examination. So give me a thumbs up on the video. If there are any questions, please put it in the chat, put it in the comment section. I want to hear from you uh, real quick in that particular case. Isaac said, good evening, NP. Yeah, good evening, Isaac. Thanks for joining us. Taye Ahmad Ba said, where can I get uh, your book to buy? It's 120 Ghana cities. Uh, you can call or WhatsApp 050-114-9296. You can see the number scrolling below the screen. Uh, this very number you see here. Uh, and delivery can be arranged for you nationwide for you to get access to the books here. We have both for the public sector and also for taxation, both for principles of taxation and advanced taxation. Each of these are 120 Ghana cities per copy, and you can get them to uh, get access to our content. Most also, you can enroll in our full course to get access to all our lecture videos so that you can prepare well for the examination and most importantly, uh, pass the exam. Are there any questions you have for me? Put it in the chat want to hear from you real quick. If there are any questions, put it in the chat for me. Uh, let me hear from you. Please know that you can also download our mobile application, the Insurer Premium application on the App Store or the Google Play Store. In the mobile application, you get access to exclusive lecture videos, some of which are not available on YouTube yet. So some lecture videos are there. You get access to some blog posts uh, and get access to other various contents to help you to pass the examination. So get our mobile application on the App Store or the Google Play Store. It's the same name you see on the channel that you see on the page. For those of you also watching on Facebook, Insurer Premium, just search for Insurer Premium. Then you can download the mobile application and use the application to also study and be able to pass your examination. So that is what I want you to understand. If you want to deal with anxiety, that is what you have to do. Do you want to write the exams in April? If you answered yes, 
do you want to pass the exams or you just want to sit for the exams for sitting sake? Number three, if you want to sit for the exams and pass, then number three, you need to be committed and discipline yourself. If you have to be committed and discipline yourself, then number four, there are key areas of the syllabus that you need to focus on to increase your chances of passing the examination. I'm not saying that do not do everything. All I'm saying is to reduce the pressure on yourself and to reduce the workload on yourself. There are key areas you have to focus on. If you focus on these key areas, I can guarantee you, you will pass the examination and most importantly, take your life to the next level. And that is what you have to understand and that is what you need to deal with in that case. Let me know any other questions you have for me. If you have any questions, put it in the chat for me. Uh, put it in the comment section for me. Uh, what topics would you want us to cover on the live stream? I think I got one topic coming up from Isaac Ofori. He said, share-based payment. So we're going to take note of that. Uh, what topics would you want me to cover on the live stream uh, next? Whatever topic it is, hit me with it. And whatever questions you have also, hit me with the question. Remember that uh, you can connect with me now personally on uh, Telegram. So for those of you on Telegram, just search for Insura Premium and you can join my channel on Telegram. We're going to be doing a lot of amazing stuff on Telegram. We're going to be having some exclusive live stream sessions also on Telegram to help you to really, really prepare for the examination. So join my channel on Telegram and uh, be part of the community. Uh, I think we we launched the page today, so uh, we are still uh, in the introductory stage of the page, but you can join it. And uh, let's see how we can assist you well in order for you to pass the examination and most importantly, uh, become successful in that particular case. So find me on Instagram. Did I say Instagram again? I'm also on Instagram though, but find me on Telegram and uh, connect or subscribe to our channel. And uh, let's see how we can assist you for you to pass the examination. Any questions for me quickly? Any questions for me? Any questions for me? If there are any questions, put it in the chat for me and then let me answer them for you real quick as we continue with our discussion. Right, so um, like I mentioned, that is what I want to share with you uh, today on the live stream, that the pass mark is really low. A lot of you will fail the exams. A lot of people are going to fail the exams. But if you want to pass, you need to work hard. Stop being lazy. Stop giving yourself a lot of excuses and be committed to doing something that is strategic, doing something that is critical and doing something that is uh, helpful for you so you can really become successful as an individual and most importantly take your life to the next level. So that's what I want to share with you today because I understand that it's something that many of you are dealing with but I know also that if you put yourself in the right spot, have the right environment, have the right mindset, you will be in a better position to pass the examination. So thanks very much for joining me on the live stream. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the like. Thanks for the thumbs up and the sharing of the video. Uh, remember to follow me on Instagram. Tomorrow I'll be coming your way with uh, another live stream session where we'll be teaching, talking about something specific in a subject, in a topic or whatever it is. Uh, so stay connected 
And I'll catch you again tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. as we continue with our discussion towards the ICA April 2022 examination. Remember, if you have not subscribed to the channel, you can subscribe to the channel. Click the bell notification icon and become a VIP member. That way, when I release new content or go live, you'll be the first person to be notified by YouTube so you can join me on the live stream and let me assist you in order for you to become really successful. Thanks very much for joining us. And um, like I mentioned, Ta uh, Tahi Ahmad Ba, you can get access to our books by, you can call or WhatsApp 050-114-9296, 050-114-9296, and you can get access to our books and be part of our community. Thanks very much for joining me. And I'll catch you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.